Right, welcome everybody to another episode of Chris and Dave's Reality Cast. I'm one of your hosts, Chris, and my co-host, I'm very good friend, he's Dave. Hey there, Chris, and hello to our listeners out there. Welcome to Chris and Dave's Reality TV Cast. We are covering Maths UK Season 7, Episodes 9 to 12, or Week 3, Chris. Now, where would you like to start today? Well, Dave, interesting week, and we've, you know, we've caught up now, which is brilliant, so we're back on track now, guys, after my hiatus or holiday. Um, I, I got, you know what's been interesting? There's been a lot of drama this week, and obviously we've got people leaving, people coming and everything. I've had a real issue with this, this Zoe and Jenna vegan thing, right? Now, I know we said both from our perspectives, and I know I sort of did the speaking for us, and I didn't mean to, but you got a lot of um, praise on Facebook about the way you approached it and the way you said it. And I think you were right. And I think, like, taking a step back, it was definitely the right call because we've both experienced it. You was vegan a lot longer than I was. But it's become such a crux in the relationship, mm. and I think that... The, the experts were saying that you know this is be, this there's more to this. This seems to be the excuse. Now I don't like Zoe's approach to Jenna when she's sort of with the group and she's laughing and joking because obviously she's from an environment where she's working on building sites, so it seems like she's trying to make jokes, stuff like that. But I'm sort of in Zoe's corner because Jenna, by the sounds of it just is relentless she absolutely wants to get zoe to be vegan and i don't understand if this was going to be such an issue why didn't she say i need somebody who's vegan i know we take the piss about the show and they've got to put people together who are not compatible for the drama and all that but it just seems like this this is never ever going to work and even when zoe was saying i've done vegan options and i've cooked and that jenna's having none of it she's like nope not a chance. And, they, and when they were together, by the end of the week, I was like, I just, these two are not going to be together. But it's, it's a real interesting scenario because I don't think I've ever seen on this show, and I know we've not covered it all the way through every season and it, across the different countries, but a, a couple to be on the edge of splitting up over their food choices. It's really interesting how this is going to play out. I think it's so. So, uh, what you said about the the Facebook posts, I, I found them really interesting. And, and another aspect, so nothing to do with veganism, was um, I think it was Glenn. I, I think was saying about you know, presumably Jewish, so he eats kosher. Yeah. But then in a group setting, people then interrogate him on it. You know, and it's why do you do that? Blah blah blah, and that's bullshit. And I'd never thought that, and obviously not not choosing to eat that way. I, I haven't experienced that myself, but I can totally get it. I guess it's just anything, which is fundamentally a food choice, and people find a bit fucking weird <laughs> and, and get suddenly really angry about it. it, it it's, just, it's just very, very strange. With Zoe and um, Jenna, I, I don't... I don't particularly sit in either of their camps. I do think, as I said to you last week, I thought initially, for me at least, I thought Zoe was handling it badly, but then Jenna was getting on about it. Now, what I'd say is, and I still I still sit in the middle of them, I, I don't particularly think one is, is better or worse than the other, but... When Zoe's going on about the compromises she's making, 
she's talking about keeping the meat away from the other food and like the last few nights she's had a vegan meal is that really so keeping the meat away from the other food is that really like a massive compromise is that really putting yourself out for your partner it's not a massive thing really is it <laughs> it's no. not like fucking actually changing uh, anything at all so i just think Zoe is making a massive deal about it and has a massive chip on her shoulder about it. But on the flip side, <laughs> I do think Jenna, she has got it in her head. I can't think of a specific phrase in particular, but it comes across like she is trying to convert her. So it's like, well, you should have fucking said in the first place that, you know, whoever you're with has to has to be vegan as well. And, and because because it is more... For certain people, not for me, well, a little bit, but, you know, I'm not trying to convert anyone. I don't give a fuck what anyone else eats. I've been through this last week. But if she's decided that's important for her, she should have fucking said it up front. Not, yeah, this is just what I do. Um, But, you know, my other person doesn't have to be a vegan. But I'll convert them later. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, no, you, I, I'll give her a slight out and say maybe she just didn't realize that about herself. Maybe it is important, but she didn't realize how important it was. Because yeah. the brain's yeah. a funny thing and it sabotages you a lot of the time, doesn't it? So maybe it could be that. But I just, I don't see them getting over this. No. You know, I mean, it's not like. It's not like just liking one particular food group or not. Because it's funny, there were little things that, that she was saying, Zoe, that you could tell there were a lot of conversations that were happening off camera. Like, what did she say? Something about egg periods or chicken periods or something like that. <laughs> it's like all right yeah that's uh yeah they've obviously had the eggs discussion (laughs) so i I don't know i just don't think they'll work i agree with you chris but i don't i don't particularly sit in jenna's camp i don't sit in zoe's camp um but all i can do is just talk to my my own experience where people get angry and have a real chip on their shoulder about what i choose to put in my body um whereas before that before they knew that they didn't give a fuck. Yeah, and I'm with you on that. 100% we've both experienced that, and I just think it's fucking weird. Whether it was vegan or veggie, it's fucking weird how people just don't get it, you know what I mean, or don't understand it. or Not that they don't, they don't have to understand it if they don't want, but just why that fucking bothers them, I do not know. It's just nonsense to the brain. Of, and, and I used to have the brain failing you. It's just people's behaviour at times is ridiculous. So this one, for me, this will be, this is a d- dead in the water because they're just not going to go, you know, just always say, like, I'm going to have a fucking 10-ounce fucking ribeye steak or something. Well, Jenna's not going to sit there and let them let her eat that in a restaurant, is she? Or chicken? Or Not that she's not going to let her eat it, but she's certainly not going to sit there. She obviously is a proper animal rights um, support and that, which is, is great, you know, no problem with that. But the, 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 the dynamic of that relationship is just not there. And I think that's more of an excuse, if I'm being honest, Dave. I think that's more, it's something that is pulling them apart, but there's probably other issues that we don't see, you know what I mean? I, I, I just don't know. I, I think this early in the relationship as well, I know it's a bit of an artificial 
experiment, isn't it? You know, yeah. shoving people together. But, you know, the experts, Chris, as I do the yes. quote fingers, you know, have chosen them to go together for a reason. But for this to be a reoccurring big deal so much, so early on in the relationship... It just says to me they've got no chance. I mean, look, you might get to the end of the series. They've decided to bury the hatchet. Might even go away for a couple of years, Chris. It will fucking come back. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I remember, you know, back in the days when I was in a horrible marriage, I, I remember, <laughs> like, fucking, I, I, I like red wine, Chris. In fact, I'd go as far as to say I fucking love red wine. I, I love a glass of red wine. And sometimes when I've had a shit day at work, I like a, a glass or two of the red, and you know it just it it chills me out very very quickly. Not saying it's a great habit, but that's just me. That's my choice. And it became this huge thing, right? Because you know the other person uh, really didn't agree with that. You know, I don't know why. Don't know why they suddenly took offence to it. But I would. <laughs> so it became this big thing. And I'd have my glass in my hand. You can't see me now, but if you imagine, I've got my glass in my hand, and I'm slowly raising it up to my lips. (laughs) I can feel the eyes burning into the side of my head. (laughs) It's like, is he really going to fucking drink that wine? What a cunt, you know? (laughs) (laughs) You did anyway. (laughs) And so I kind of reveled in it a bit more. But stupid little thing like that just becomes a massive thing so if you've got something that's massive right from the start and it's about values it's just it's not about oh do you like fucking pizza or not you know it's it's bigger than that i just think that there's just no chance but i have to say i'm bored of it now yeah right yeah just fucking this is the thing they don't agree on this I, I just, I, I don't need, honestly, to see Zoe, Zoe and Jenna anymore. It's just, that's the end of it for me. Yeah, I think I think you've hit the nail on the head. That's where exactly where I am. I'm like, we've had this discussion now for nearly two weeks. He's not getting anywhere. Just fucking move on. That's it. You go, yeah. or whatever. So, yeah, no, good point, good point. Now, Dave, one of the couples this week as well that I've been laughing at and thinking, what is going on here? And again, the experts, fuck a doodle do. It, it, I say it every <laughs> fucking series. They get one couple right out of all of them. They're, they're, their um, percentage of wins is like your Casamorian predictions, Dave. It's like, you know, one in, <laughs> oh, <laughs> one in ten. Um, but you've got Tasha and Kwame, who are just not compatible at all. She... She's she said it, hasn't she? She's a very sexualized person. She she um, wants that affection. We talked about it. Obviously, she is not his type. He is he literally said it from the start. You know, last week we got that little flash with Whitney. Nothing seems to have happened with that with this week. Whether we get a bit of a revelation as a maths special. I don't know, but throughout the week, even, I mean, I was laughing when, when a pants split and she was twerking, I mean, it did seem a bit of a setup, if I'm being honest. And he went, he said something like, I'm, I'm paraphrasing, but something like, there's a hole there. She went, you're damn right there is. And I'm like, what the fuck? And he went, no, no, your pants are split. You know, it's just like, oh my, she's like, and she just carried on laughing and her ass is hanging out sort of thing. But 
then obviously she comes to the the, 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 the thing and she's got this pretty proper outfit on, hasn't she? And um, that's she, she's one way to describe it. Yeah, yeah, she's got this outfit, and then Kwame is he, playing it. I mean, I don't like his approach at times, Dave. It seems very chauvinistic, if I'm being honest, uh, especially towards her and some of the comments. And and he had a dust up with Shanita as well, didn't he? Which I thought was a bit out of order, and we'll mm. get to that. But he, he, I don't know. He's just he has an arrogance about him at times that I don't think he's aware of, but it's well within his right to say, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do this. You know what I mean? I just don't think sometimes his delivery is right in what he says. He'll come out with some really good stuff because obviously with like his age and experience, but then he, he, he has this real, I don't think he treats her right at times. So, so that I just mm. don't think these two are compatible at all. No, I agree. And like you say, when he rattled off all the, the people that, you know, he fancies, you know, uh, famous people, um, none of them, you know, are, are like Taisha. So, uh, sorry, Taisha, Keisha. Come back to the bachelorette there. Um, now, Chris, just let me get the, the spotlight here and let me get my popcorn. What do you oh, think no. about what, uh, what Kwame said in response to the reason that they haven't been intimate yet? And Kwame said, uh, because of me. And obviously that ruffled oh, some feathers. What, what do you think, Chris, about that? <laughs> um, <laughs> this is a fucking Tyra. Why have you done this to me? So I think, truthfully, hand on heart, he, he hasn't been in control of that. I really do. From, from what we've seen, I believe that. He but has good or on, he hasn't. It's no, like he has. Hasn't. Yeah, yeah. No, he has. I think he has. And I think um, Tasha's reaction was a defensive reaction and a good one as well. You know, she's like, I'm a bitch boss and all this. I'll decide. It's not just you who decides. But the dialogue we've had from her says otherwise, what they've shown on the show. So so I think he was right. But why the fuck would you even say that, Dave? You know what I mean? Like, what is what is, what is it to gain from saying such a stupid comment? Because it just got a backup, and that put more of a divide between him as a couple. So, yeah, I just, I didn't get it. I, I do think, from what we've seen, yes, he is in control of that, because I think she is more uh, open to having that physical relationship. But, obviously, what you know, what, I just don't understand. That he's, that, that's what I'm saying when this arrogant side comes out. That's not the sort of dialogue you want to be using if you want to have and forge a relationship with someone. Yeah, very good response. I, I agree. <laughs> I think. I think. Yeah. I, I I actually do think what he was saying was right. But Christ, in a group setting, I mean, he's yes. just pretty much humiliated her. So yes. you know, the response, you know, like you say, was a defensive one. But like you say, everything that we've seen up to, you know, I know no, it's edited, but everything that we've seen, it is him who's putting the brakes on. And that is absolutely fine. And I think, Chris, he was trying to be diplomatic there. <laughs> I do think it was a massive failure. But I do think he was trying to be diplomatic. Um, but, I, yeah, yeah, didn't go well. <laughs> no, it didn't. It didn't. And one of, the, one of the couples, like, who made me laugh this week, I know you said Billboard Baggins, but fucking Richie and Lara, I mean... That poor woman, she's on her fucking knife edge, isn't she? And he is oblivious, Dave. And obviously, I've, I've got to say this, it's, it's awful. It was a revelation this week. But 
I've got a feeling that he's read about how to have sex, Dave, off the back of a fucking Beano fucking comic or something, because by the sounds of it, he wasn't doing the things he should have been doing. So that was a big... And he's a fucking oblivious, and he's like, oh, yeah, she's the one for me, you know. She's not, Richie. She really isn't, pal. So what a fucking weird... Oh, my God, he's such a Johnny tryhard. Thing is, Chris, with Richie, right? Richie is basically Jay from the Inbetweeners when he's fifty. <laughs> <laughs> you, talk, you think about, you know, all the pe- all the fake people and the people who are there f- to make it and stuff. Uh, but for me, he's the thirstiest out out of the lot. I just think that. Um, well, I was thinking the same as you. You know, was she giving him a bit of direction? It's like, do it that way, do it uh, this way or whatever. Well, Chris, I got a little bit of tea there. Because on on her Instagram, she says, all she said was that she likes lazy sex in the morning and energetic sex in the evening. And then he went off on one. Why? so I don't know, but but the thing is, right, exactly. The question here: Why? But don't forget when. Don't forget about his reaction when he found out she had kids, and he's like, "Ooh, I mean, that's a big thing." It's like you're fifty, mate. What the fuck yeah. do you expect? <laughs> do you expect some fucking virginal bride that someone's that you're going to rock up with and like start a family with? I just think. The guy is so deluded, um, but ultimately, you know, that that, that was never going to work. Didn't like how, you know, he was being a right fucking mad ass, wasn't he? You know, when uh, they walked in separately on the on the dinner party and like, he's saying, oh, I don't give a fuck, mate, you know I me. Mean? And he was just being a bell end and she was actually just being quite, you know, we'll talk about this later kind of thing. Um, but ultimately the right decision. But again, he seems like massively surprised by it. It's like, oh, I can't believe it. You know, it's just like, mate, you need help, Jay. Yeah, I, 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 I agree. I think he, I think the thing is, Dave, since he got the guitar out and I was cringing on that first episode <laughs> when we met him and, and I kept saying, Sam going, no, he's going to get the guitar. He's going to get the, oh my God. And I was hid behind the fucking, and we were watching it in bed and hid behind my fucking pillar like, oh my God. And he's done it. And it's just David Brent. He's just like, he has no, yeah. uh, you know, if anyone's seen The Office, The English Office with, with Ricky Gervais, David Brent is one of the most socially awkward people and especially around women. He, he's so misogynistic, but he doesn't want to be. He wants to be with someone. He's lonely, isn't he? He's, he, he just wants to be appreciated, yeah. you know, and obviously the arc of his character eventually that there is a bit of success for him when he's just being himself. He's not being the bravado and trying to be something that he's not. And I think that's what it is with Richie. Richie's obviously chased that dream, Dave. You know, we we did it on a, a, a smaller level. I know you were in original bands, so you have more uh, thingy than I was because I was just only in one cover band. But when you're chasing that dream of, of success in rock and all that, and I'm sure, Dave, he had plenty of groupies and stuff, you know, and, and he, 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 he probably filled his boots but he never had any emotional connections and it's showing I don't out. believe it I don't believe that he did I don't believe that <laughs> he had girls like flocking this fucking no mark band I'm sure he had some no doubt 
but not they say he's not fucking Mick Jagger or something, you know. <laughs> but I think in his head he is. <laughs> but he is. You, you nailed on with the David Brent thing because David Brent was in a band, wasn't he? Yeah. You know, foregone conclusion. <laughs> and, <Imagine>. um, <laughs> <laughs> and he's still chasing that dream. He's still got the fucking hair and everything that that he's still like. You know, at some point I'm going to break it and make it. You know, so it's just. <laughs> Such nonsense. It's weird because um, a guy I know is in a band, and he he actually put last night. I've got gigs. I've got back to back gigs, and blah blah blah. And I said to Sam, I went. We were driving, and I went. I went. You know what? The thought of even doing going out when I know I'm going home to put my pajamas on and drink some prosecco. <laughs> the thought of having to load up my car, drive 40, 50, 60 miles, whatever, for literally, pe- especially the price of petrol now, for petrol money, and you've, you're stone cold sober leaving a gig at like 1, 2 in the morning. You're not sleeping. And I thought, I thought you know what? I've not done it for 20. And I was like, what was I thinking? Even fucking trying to chase that dream again last like, like <laughs> Christmas just gone. I just, I, it fills me with dread. And fair play to people who still do it but I just couldn't do it I think the nostalgia got the better of me there Dave I think that the, the full stop has finished on that little avenue I tried to explore but yeah you're right it's a it's quite a lonely place though being in a band isn't it when you're driving up and down the motorways like we've done and we're all together as a group when we're at the venue but when you're going home on your own which you mm. do we all have we always have a procession of cars didn't we and then we'd split off depending on where we all lived mm. and stuff it is quite lonely when you're going home and you're just you're driving. That that high of having if you've had a great gig, he's then thinking. And I think he's quite a lonely person, Dave. I just think that having a little bit of experience of that, you you, mm. you know what it's. Like. I know what it's like. There's, there's a high of being in a band, and it's great when everyone loves you and you've hundreds of people cheering and that. Oh, you're great, best band ever. As soon as you finished, everyone fucks off. No one's helping you pack your gear up. You're you're doing it yourself. <laughs> you know, you're just normal person at the end of that gig. So. I think he's got a, a real touch of loneliness, but I think that being in a band for all that years, them years, there's just a social awkwardness that he, he hasn't been able to mm. sort of get around. But yeah, I think it was the right decision for them to go. And like you say, when he was shocked, <coughs> like, you for real? You know, like, yeah. what? But um, yeah, weird. And the other couple that we lost, Chris, was Jess and PJ. I mean, what do you reckon to those two? Oh, well, Jess is going to... Pop up on every fucking reality show she can get her hands on, without a doubt. There was always this was just purely leverage for her to get into these. She'll be on X on the beach. She'll be on all of them, Dave. I can guarantee it. PJ, I thought was a star man. I thought he was a lovely guy. And and, and I tell you what, Dave, I'm fucking jumping in here. But PJ's career as a, as an exotic dancer, you know, he was saying, they were saying stripper and stuff. You know, obviously it's more. It isn't a, as we said before. It's not a working man's club with someone fucking putting sig dinks out on his fucking house or anything. He's, he's, you know, it's high quality stuff. He's earning a good fucking career <laughs> out of it. Not that he can smoke in pubs anymore, Dave, working men's clubs, but he's not, he's not like he's in some desolate thing. He's obviously getting paid well. That's why he doesn't want to do something else. And why should he? And I don't know what I said before. I don't know how to be, but Dave and, Ch- and I thought he got the rough end of the stick. It was the right thing to do. Let's go. But what about the news of Duca, Dave? 
So Duca and Whitney, and Duca's a fucking got an OnlyFans page. He's a stripper. It's sort of like a bit. It sounds his sounds more fucking seedy than fucking PJ's. It sounds like he is fucking offering a bit of fucking action in the changing rooms or something because (laughs) it's it's fucking. He's got an OnlyFans. I don't remember what they're called. Something like the fucking not the Dream Boys, but it's something dodgy. It was Dream Boys. Is it the Dream Boys? Not not the. Original, not the proper dreams, but, but it's, like that, yeah. Yeah, these, these pictures online of him, like, with, like, a hat over his fucking um, modesty sort of thing with no clothes on. So he kept that from Whitney. So another... He's, he's obviously... I still say what Whitney said, he's right. He's chasing... He's chasing everything. It's just purely... A, I know we say that about most contestants on this show. This? <laughs> but, but, they all are. <laughs> but I the, think majority, Whitney, the majority. I, I do think Whitney has intentions of not you know there is a bit of thing that she wants a bit of love she knows it's going to raise a profile whereas i just don't believe this duke Dave. He's, he's dressed like he's fucking you know he, he reminded me of the other day he's got the fucking the the the, the uh, turtleneck fucking jumper on the glasses he looked like some fucking movie star from the 80s or something i was like no <laughs> i'm not buying him i don't like him i don't know what he's not like him but anyway back to jess and pj uh, we can yeah. put a pin in duca and, and whitney yes we'll come back to them for Jess and Whitney, uh, Jess and Whitney, Jess and PJ, I do think he came across quite well. Um, yeah. And I think, honestly, she just, as soon as she found out about the stripper thing, that was it. It was dead. She judged him for that, and then it was all over. Yeah. Um, now, again, bit of tea, Chris. She's come out and said that PJ has had a girlfriend on the outside all the time. Now, that's just her saying that. I don't know how she would know that or find that out after. Um, Maybe it's a discussion they had. She didn't really back it up with any evidence. Obviously, PJ's not there to defend himself. I I just don't know how to process that. It comes across to me like she's searching for something. But, Mm. I mean, obviously, it could be true. But the way it looked, just going off the show was that, you know, she had these, uh, you know, she she judged him for being a stripper, and then that was it. It was just, there was nothing ever going to happen. So, again, I just think it was the right call for both of them. Yeah, I do, unless he's done a bit of a Grant Craps thing to raise his profile, like Love Island, I don't know. But I, I don't know, Dave. I mean, if he has, then fair enough, it was the right decision all around. It doesn't excuse it if he's, you know, but... <laughs> It is what it is. I thought he come across quite genuine, to be honest. I thought he mm. bent over backwards and tried to do, in the context of the show, he tried to do everything he could to make that relationship work. And I didn't like the way she was. But what I didn't like is when he, she was saying there's nothing there between us in a group setting. And and if that had been reversed and, and a guy had been saying that about a lady, oh, they'd have been hell to pay. I'm sure the experts that had laid into the guy for saying like I don't find her attractive blah 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 you know it's the sort of conversation mm. you don't say in front of people but Jess was just sort of happy to go down that route with uh, with him actually you, you're right I hadn't thought about it that way but I guess you know Kwame's been vilified a little bit for what he said but he was trying to tactfully dance around the fact that you know he doesn't fancy Keisha does he no that that's the truth but he's been vilified for what he said and yet, if he'd have said some of it, like the equivalent of what Jess had said, he, he probably would have got fucking pellers, wouldn't he? 
Yeah, I think so. I mean, I, th- I think Kwame likes to dig his own grave anyway, because when he went there, <laughs> he just, he just, he can just <laughs> see it like a meme of someone just digging away, you know, just he's, he's oblivious, <laughs> like, I've got this, you know, I'm fucking nailed it. I mean, smooth words and everything are, are coming out, and everyone's just lapping it up while he's oh digging himself God. into a deeper and deeper hole. <laughs> he don't give a fuck. I mean, when he, you know, Jordan and uh, Cheetah, what's, what's she called, Jordan's girlfriend? How are you getting bloody name wrong, Dave? She Shanita. Shanita. And and they had this discussion, didn't they, around the table about she said she thinks he's got ADHD. And it really upset Jordan. You know, Mm. we've talked about it about ourselves, haven't we? We've we've, we've both discussed this. But um, he he really got upset, which is his prerogative, no problem. And I think she's looking at it from the perspective of what a job is and saying, like, he's he sees it as a criticism i think she's just saying i think you've got to touch but i think everyone has we've talked about this loads but then kwame goes don't diagnose him like really lazy and she's, she's like don't do this to me and she, they all storm off and i was like this is what i'm here for pure yeah. pathetic drama <laughs> this is what i want people storming off I, I don't know where i stand with it because jordan got really upset with that and really like he, he did They've gone from being like the couple I thought would make it to thinking, I don't think they will now. I, I, I was convinced, but they, they, there's some proper frailties going on there. I think there's some things they need to tackle. So one of the things that really jolted with me, I think, or jarred with me, is the way Shanita, like, she'll put him down. And I don't even think she's... I don't, I don't think she's deliberately doing it. But... You you know some people, just everything's negative, isn't it? You know, you yeah. say something, oh, what a lovely day. Yeah, but it's going to rain later. Ah, <laughs> that's a lovely car. Yeah, I don't like the bumper, though. You know, there's some people who just always come back and express the negative, you know. And she, um, when they're on the couch and, you know, they seem to be going really well. But, like, what was it she said? Oh, oh, was it at the dinner party where she was going that, um, you know, he's like a little puppy? And, you know, everyone has a bit of a laugh. And then she's like, yeah, but sometimes you need a Labrador. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and it's like, he sat right there. These are, these are fucking hurtful things that you are saying. And, like, just because he is this, this little puppy and he seems to be brushing this stuff off, he's not. Every fucking hit there lands and so i'm afraid like people like shanita don't realize i don't think that those hurtful snipey little comments all take a toll and uh, you know eventually it will get through and it and it'll it'll present itself that it's got through but you won't notice it initially because she'll keep throwing out these barbs um and he'll brush most of them off or he'll appear to brush most of them off yeah yeah i think you're right I think you're right, and I think that could be one as we go to see. It might be the making of them as a couple, Dave. They, I do think they are the most compatible from the start. Mm. There was there was a genuine love. There was a, a genuine sort of connection. They were laughing and joking, weren't they taking the piss out of each other? It wasn't dead intense, but it just seemed to be that they loved each other's company. But no, I think, that, I think that's a good way of putting it, to be fair. But Dave, Dave, what about Thomas and Adrian? I've got to say, <laughs> Thomas has got one of the best 
um, minds for one-liners. He's like a fucking, you know, it's the typical thing they said with people from Liverpool. I know you're a Liv- Liverpool fan, of, you know, connection with Liverpool, but you know, everyone's a comedian. But his wit is, he's almost a bit like, you know, it reminds me a little bit of Paul, you know, like Lily Savage, like Paul... Um, Grady, is it? Paul O'Grady. Paul O'Grady. You know, yeah. that sort of wit, that real, he's quick off the mark and everything, and he's he's got some great one-liners, but... What a complex character. And I think Adrian, it's fair play to him. He just wants an easy life and he sang for him this week and I'll mention it earlier and, and, and all that. But their relationship, I can't, when they come on screen, I can't wait to hear what's happening next because this just, and Thomas is just going for the Oscar nomination every time he gets a platform, doesn't he? I mean, when he was sat with the, he's had a lot of uh, problems and we, and I, I, I I can't relate, like he said, him and Adrian were saying it about like, you know, you, you, you were singled out when you were gay and stuff like that, and, and it must be awful, you know, getting beat up, mm. he, he was physically, mentally abused, I, I, I can't imagine because of your sexuality, so I, I can't, I don't want to even comment or, you know, say the wrong thing there, but I do think, <laughs> you like Thomas, because as soon as he gets that little bit of stark power the little bit of the spotlight on him dave there's a full fucking oscar nomination going in he's there the tears <laughs> come you know he, he, he wants everyone pile around him but as a couple i think when they're together they're really good but adrian does hold him to account and he'll say to him like oh here we go it's the fucking thomas show let's because he was saying to thomas Wally, <laughs> why the fuck are you getting involved in all these mm. arguments and he's like well i'm not having it and he's like but it's nothing to do with <laughs> it you it was you within know? my ear shot <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> but i think he's a great character dave i think I've, I've warmed to him as the episodes have gone on because he's just fucking ridiculous he, he's <laughs> he's brilliant he's a brilliant brilliant contestant but i don't think these two will stay together i really really don't i think Adrian at the end of his fucking tether, I think. Yeah, I mean, oh, there's so much there. I think you can tell with Thomas, I, I've met plenty of Thomases, you can tell it doesn't matter that there's a camera there. I mean, it'll play up a bit to the camera, but if there's a group there, he'd play up to it the same, yeah. you know, and drama follows him. It gravitates to him. <laughs> You know, it's just, he's never going to escape it because he's always in the thick of it. I do think that, you know, Adrian is just more kind of laid back and, and as a couple, they won't make it. But I have to say, Chris, out of all of the contestants here, you know, if you're going to see someone make a reality career out of this, you know, yeah. it's got to be him. Because be. like you say, I thought in the first week, I thought he came across horribly. And, you know, obviously that's where I was born. I've got, a, a, you know, a love for it. I, a, you know, so I, I, wanna, I wanted to root for him, but I just couldn't. But, you know, like you, I've kind of warmed to him. You know, he's kind of... He's great entertainment to have on a show like this. I haven't got a fucking clue what has gone on between him and April. Um, you oh, know, there's hell, clearly yeah. something there, but I don't think he's. I don't think he's quite. I don't. don't I want to say I don't think he's quite sharp enough to manipulate situations, but I do think April is. <laughs> The fact that she didn't go to that, you know, that dinner party, I don't think is really, I, I don't think is um, by mistake. I, I, she didn't seem that ill to me. It just seemed a bit strange. But look, it looks like 
April and Thomas have been, uh, you know, gossiping about Shinito. Whoever was saying, you know, whatever. But Thomas has caught the flack for it. You know, it was Thomas bad-mouthing uh, Shinita, and Thomas has thrown April under the bus, and then after that, April's thrown Thomas under the bus. <laughs> it's like, God, this is fucking great. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> this is a sort of nonsense drama that I love with this show. Yeah, because someone's lying, ultimately. She's saying it's him. He's saying it's her. We, we're not going to get to the bottom of it. But I do think, I made me laugh, Dave, the fucking experts again. And I, I just, every time, look, anyone who's listening, every time I say experts, I say it with the fucking quotation fingers because they're fucking useless. I say it every episode. And <laughs> fucking George goes over to have a chat with Thomas. Like, yeah, she's not here. This is not a discussion when she's not here. And it's like, they're like, yes, George. The experts are fucking tossing themselves off going, yeah. oh, that is what a partnership. No, it's not. George is a fucking wet lettuce. As soon as Thomas went, no, I'm not speaking to you, George, in that tone, and he turned his back to him. <laughs> fucking George fucked off with his tail between his legs. I don't think George was sticking up for April. He was, like, trying to get involved in stuff, and he's there on his shoulder. I'm thinking, George, fuck off. You were, you threw April under the bus because she pecked some girl on the fucking lips, and you went round the whole room. Whether it's right or wrong, we know we've got battle scars. You are not... Per, but I just I didn't understand the experts. I was like, George is doing nothing. He's trying to be the hero for the cameras. So I'm sticking up for my girlfriend, but he wasn't. He was just fucking purely doing it just to get involved in this shit. And I was like, I just think <laughs> Thomas dealt with it so fucking. It was like a soap opera day, like <laughs> yeah. you say. It was so pathetic. It was like being at school on it. It was like oh, he's just said that about. Oh well, I'm not having that. And everyone just starts fucking getting involved. And you can see the whole. But you could see like Kwame sat there, like, "What the fuck am I doing, Sai? <laughs> what is going on here?" No, I had a similar reaction to the what the experts were saying, but but I saw it in a slightly different way to you. I did think at the time, you know, the experts are like, oh, it's great. He's standing up for April and blah, blah, blah. I thought, nah, that, I didn't like the way George behaved, to be honest, because everything he stated was as an instruction. And he was like, this ends now. And no one yeah. was listening to him. But <laughs> yeah, no. he, he, was, he was sort of like being the teacher. It's like, who the fuck are you? you know? <laughs> he just thought... He thought he was the captain of the ship or something, and he's just giving everyone an instruction of what to do. I didn't like that, really didn't like that. And the fact that, yeah, he's, he is complex because he's fucking, like you say, he's having his cry, oh, you know, she's been intimate with someone. Chris, you say that, someone's been shagging for me. That's, yeah, that's me what you too, mean. Yeah. And he's crying himself like that is, is what's happened. And, and you find out they had a, a bit of a kiss now, depending on who you listen to or what you read. It was a bit of a peck. It was a bit of a saucy kiss. Who fucking cares? It was a kiss. Um, you know, and the way he overreacted to it, but then... You know, I I just didn't like the way he was barking at people, um, and I thought he he just looked like a bit of a bell end. You know, sort of. Uh, that's the way it came across to me. I mean, George and and April, they look great together. Again, for me, it's a couple on the no fucking chance pile. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. And I think what you said about Thomas. So if you think about a show that's been resurrected next year, Dave, Big Brother, 
Thomas would be absolutely I would be fucking all over it, to be honest. He would be the perfect (laughs) contestant. If he pops up on there, I mean, I'm going to watch it anyway, but he will be the fucking perfect guy just to stir every bit of shit, stand up for himself, not stand any messing from people. Yeah, he he is that fodder. But yeah, I think you're right, Dave. I think that the way that was framed with George, you you know, you hit a good point there. George reminded me of like a supply teacher when they'd come in. (laughs) They'd come in one and go, right, everyone, get put your books on. I'd be like, fuck off. What were you doing last episode watching telly? No, you wasn't. What were you doing? Um, We didn't do it. Have you got any homework? No, I don't have homework, mate. You know, you're just like, fuck off. Who, who the fuck are you? So, yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, you just reminded me there. There's a few moments from school. I mean, some of the fucking classes I was in were, were fucking rough. I remember being in this German class, and I, I I joined German like a year later. I'd only been doing French before, so I had no fucking chance. It was ridiculous, really, to even put me in that class. But I couldn't quite understand it, but for whatever reason, this guy teacher, everyone used to take the piss out of him. He was one of those, you know, everyone on the school ground knew, like, he was soft as shit, wouldn't do anything. And I could never figure it out. I was was like, well, he just seemed like every other teacher to me. But, you know, everyone was like fucking... The classes were just carnage. Absolute (laughs) fucking carnage. And then it would get to such a point and he'd eventually do something. And I just remember this guy... Oh, I think it was Steve. And um, he called him to the, the front of the class. But then everyone... Like, they... There's no way you didn't hear this from the rest of the school. Everyone's like, whoa, you know, and then you had the old wooden tables, so they're bang, banging the table, so I was like, ding, 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 whoa. Yeah. <laughs> and then he gets to the front of the class, and then he just shows him the door. Well, it was like a fucking football match, Chris. It was like, off, 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 off. <laughs> <laughs> so loud. And I just remember thinking, I am never being a fucking teacher <laughs> at all. <laughs> just, there's no way. I mean, in that moment, and even then, Chris, you could the teachers could give you, you know, a little bit of a dig, and no one would say anything. Yeah, so, yeah, I didn't, yeah. you know, maybe it was that. Maybe it was because he didn't. You know, <laughs> but you, you just reminded me of that, like with George. That, that's how he is. You know, he's trying to, you know, present authority, but whatever it is about him, he's just a wet lettuce. You know, I've, I've got some terrible stories about school day. I can imagine. Yeah, some really bad ones. But let's not talk about them, Dave. Anyway, let's move on. Um, but anyway, so we get two new couples, Dave. And the one I wanted to talk about for the main event has got to be Gemma and, and Matt, but Sophie and Jonathan. So Sophie, I've got a real problem with Sophie. So Sophie's the rich kid who apparently is like fucking, you know, Alan Sugar or whoever. You know, she, she's got this high-powered job in Manchester, Dave. Now, I live in Manchester all my life. I work in Manchester in the city centre. All right, I'm out on the streets and I'm doing bits. I'm not in an office or anything like I was years ago. Uh, I get my hands dirty. But she's talking about this scene on Manchester, right? And I'm like, what fucking scene? Manchester doesn't have an after-work scene like fucking London. There might be a few. 
It's not like London. You know Manchester. You lived there for a long time, Dave, and it hasn't really changed. You know, the, the city's gone up. There's a few high-rise buildings and all this, but it's not really changed in itself in its identity there's a couple of fucking knobby areas like didsbury and stuff um where the people you know are up their own ass sort of thing because there's been a big <laughs> influx of people from the bbc so where i mm. work in salford keys the bbc is right there at the, the the whole itv bbc coronation street you can see the coronation the actual street the back of it from where I work, they're all within an area. There's loads of production company now. It's really nice. It's dead smart, like, like area, loads of bars and stuff. But it's not a scene. And she's talking like she's in London on the fucking stock exchange going out at night. And, that. and I'm like, you fucking pretentious prick. <laughs> and, she, and she's, and then her mum and dad are there like, oh, yes. Well, you know, um, Sophie, you know, she wants someone. Like, and, but she's saying, I want someone who's different to me. So they bring Jonathan up, who's just a Yorkshire lad, carpenter. You know what I mean? He's, he's, his whole family have got a suspect fucking poodle, fucking Mark Hughes, fucking curly wig hair, Craig Johnson from the 80s. His whole family, obviously, they've got this suspect fucking curly hair. But he seems, he's a good looking lad. They're both good looking people. Sophie's a good looking girl. And, and he, he's a good looking guy. Aesthetically, they look great. She says she fancied him. But as it went on, I was like, Fucking experts are there. Yeah, yeah, she wants someone like this. And I'm like, oh, here we go. They're perfect for telly. But I was just like, <laughs> fucking useless. They're fucking absolutely useless connection, I thought. But anyway, I really had a problem with Sophie saying about the scene in Manchester. And I was like, there's no fucking scene. And I'm air quoting now, Dave, with my fingers. But anyway, go on. <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd love to know which company it was. Um, there are so many, like, software companies. I mean, I'm assuming when she says tech, that, that's what she means. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, and so, you know, she's probably just part of one of those, like, maybe a, a software company you've never actually heard that deals with tracking widgets or something like that. But, um, <laughs> you know what? Good. A, a lot of... <laughs> no, honestly, there they really are. There are loads and loads of these companies about. Um, but the bit that made me laugh, I mean, some of the setup, when we watch all of these shows, and you can you can almost see the, the producers behind the camera, like, giving them direction and whatever. But when they were, at, <laughs> when they were having tea, it's like, hmm, did you get that promotion you went for? Oh, yes, I did. <laughs> it's like, all right, really? That's, you just fucking, that's the first time you've discussed it, is it? <laughs> it's just so set up. It just really jarred with me like a, like a fucking electric shock. It, it was so bad. Now, the thing I'd say, that is definitely the way they edited her. They remind me, and I can't remember of the, I can't remember the names, but there was the Australian couple, wasn't there, where they came in quite late, and you know he he just kept throwing her under the bus because he said, well, you said we should stay together just to stay on the yeah, show. The Viking, the Viking <laughs> guy, wasn't it? That girl. Yeah, yeah. And she's like, and he comes back from the toilet. She's like, well, did you wash your hands? He's like, yeah. Well, can I smell him? <laughs> you know, with soap. Yeah, no. <laughs> it's like, to be honest, the way Sophie is, comes across was that. But I do think they, they've deliberately edited her like that. But like you say, all of the words that she says, like uh, they've 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 picked someone who fits 
her description. But the problem is, there's so much more, and that's why the experts are so full of shit, isn't it? Because this is definitely a couple that they're just fucking with. There's no way they're actually thinking, ah, yeah, these will make a good couple here. Because whether she's looking for someone or looking for some exposure or whatever... She's in that space. <laughs> She's in that tech space. You know, uh, she's going to be tech savvy and everything. Now, Selby is not the forefront of the tech industry. You know, it's it's about as far as you can get from there. And you got this very, you know, laid back kind of. I mean, he's unbelievably handsome, isn't he? But you know, he's a joiner. They they're just from different worlds. And they, they're just not going to make it at all, you know. And the problem is, by putting these two together, she is going to come across as being stuck up. Yeah. That, yeah. That, and she's set up for failure. Yeah, I agree. I agree, Dave. And, and obviously, like you said, you've, it's a very good point. You've always got to have a, a baddie and a goodie, haven't you, in these situations. He just seems like he... he, he he hasn't got a care in the world, and he'll just mm. go with it. But like his Harry Bows, I can't. I can, well, you now I'm with that. Get behind with him that. with that. Yeah, yeah. I, can. <laughs> I felt her family though. She's obviously from a sort of upper class upbringing, and the family straight away. But I, I tell you what, we never talk about, and this is especially with Sophie and that as well. Is it's the fucking way they break it to the families. Now I know, <laughs> you know what I mean. I know. I, mean, I know we mentioned it briefly, but it pisses me off with maths. I must admit, this the one thing with maths that annoys me. It's the different camera angles when they tell him, "I've got something to tell you." Hang on a minute. There's a fucking film crew just rocked up at my door randomly. You've not been giving <laughs> yeah, I any warning. <laughs> yeah, you've not been giving any warning, and they've just rocked up. Bullshit. You've known for weeks are coming. She or he may have been told you're not allowed to tell them. So we yeah. filmed that organic shot. Fair enough. But they must know something's going on. Or you're not telling me, unless they've, they've, they've not told the family that they've applied for a TV show, and then they're there rocking up because it was, I think it was Jonathan's mum, or it might be Sophie's mum, where they did it from about three angles. And I'm thinking, well, hang on a minute. The, you'd see the camera in shot there, the way you, <laughs> she, you know, the way she's like, what? And I'm like, bullshit. You know, it just, that's the one thing on maths. I love the show. I really do. But that bit pisses me off because it's so fucking fake. It's like, we know, well, obviously, I've got fucking a whole massive HGV outside with camera crews and everything <laughs> and fucking lighting. <laughs> the whole and, rig. Yeah, the whole street's been <laughs> disrupted. But, but you know, why? What, what are you doing? You know, it's like, come on. I don't know. That bit just fucking winds me up somewhat rotten every time I watch it. I just think, but like, like the bachelor day when you get the knock on the remember Tasha's season her dad <laughs> yeah. knocks on the door she opens it and then the camera's behind her and the cameraman behind him's disappeared she's like yeah. come on in you know it's like <laughs> fuck off well, I, think, I think with all of these shows I, I wonder if there's any where they aren't doing things multiple times yeah for yeah. different shots I, I i can't think of one that comes across really authentically uh, you know I, I think they all do it I think sometimes yeah, I think you can so. just see the joins a, a little bit more yeah I do so Dave I've left these on purpose to the end Gemma and Matt two hairdressers two tattoo lovers he's ex-army 
She is, Dave, I've got me and Sam were laughing watching her. <laughs> Sam said, have you got a number? Because she was like, because she's like, I want sets. I want it all the time. She said she was going to sit on his fucking face. I was like, what? I thought it's every man's fucking dream. And Sam's laughing going, have you got a number off the production or what? And I was like, how dare you? You know, like, I'm, I'm a one woman man, if you don't mind. But, um, but no, it, it, I've got a little story. So me and Sam were laughing. We were watching it. And Sam's like, that must be every man's dream. And I said, it is. I said, however, there's a guy I know, a friend of mine. This is God's honest truth. He was married to a lady who had an insatiable... Um... <laughs> I can't even word this right. <laughs> <laughs> Thirst for my friend. And literally, day, evening and night, she wanted action off him, Dave. Now... Normally, you'd be like, fucking yes, get in there. You know, like, well, you know what I mean? In my eyes, anyway, Dave, but but you'd be like, yes, yes, go oh, brilliant. Yeah, you know, you, you, you're having action all day long. He said it was the worst fucking time of his life. He said, <laughs> you think as a man that you want, or most men, you want sex on tap all the time. You want, you know, to be at it all the time. That's, that's the dream. He went, I tell you now, the dream is... You're sore as fuck. You just want to fucking relax and you can't. And he said, it's not fucking, um, he said, it isn't the dream. He actually divorced her, Dave. He said, I couldn't keep up. He said, it was, we were, they were together about 15 years. He said, and every day it was about five or six times a day. And I'm not bullshitting. Fuck and I was like, I was like, I, when he told me the story, I was like, fuck off. Bollocks. He went, I'm telling you. He went, the reality is not like the fucking dream. He said, I'm telling you. <laughs> the CIA have got it wrong, you know. Yeah, I'm uh, fucking, they, they should I think try so, a different but, tactic. But she was—I mean, he coming, Matt, and you know what, Dave? I don't know what it is, but he had an edge about him, didn't he? Ex-army. Mm. I mean, them tattoos and that on his face. I'm not—I've, you know, I've got a sleeve and everything, and I've got a few tattoos, but I'm not a fan of tattoos on your face. I'm really not, mm, a man or yeah, woman. I'm really—I mean, I'm not at all. Um, I don't mind, you know, like, don't matter where you are, like, men and women, you can all over your body, I don't know, but there's just something about putting it on your face, it just, it screams to me, um, you've got some sort of traumatic trauma issues or something, or you're hiding away from it does, something. It does seem a little bit judgy, but I'm kind of with you. No, I don't mean that in a bad way, I just mean, I mean, there is inner, um, there's inner trauma there. A lot of people mm. have tattoos because of that, that's what it's about, the release mm. of the pain. Funny enough, we were watching this, is bad this to admit this, but Sam watches Home and Away, the Aussie soap, and there's a guy on there at the moment who's ex-army, and he's having tattoos. The tattoos look like, they're obviously fake stick-on ones, because they look like fucking kids ones you got when you're about six. But <laughs> every time he has a bit of trauma, he gets this mobile tattooist to come and put a tattoo on him. So there's a bit of a... St- I only saw it the other day, I was like, what's he doing? Every time he's, he's had a load of tattoos done on his body. Obviously ripped up guy. He's actually Chris Hemsworth's cousin, funny enough, yeah, this kid right, in real life. But yeah, he's, he's not a Hemsworth, but he's, he, he doesn't really look like him, but he's, he's a good looking kid, you know what mm. I mean? But um, so yeah, so I always I always feel for people when they've covered themselves in tattoos all over the face 
I, I always and, I, and Matt, he said, Dave, he's a unit. He's a good-looking guy. You know what I mean? He, he, he seemed really sweet, like he was dead nervous and everything. And when they get together, and I'm, I'm not trying to be judgy. Please don't think I'm being a dick. I, I don't mean that in a bad way. It might sound like that. I'm not. But when they get together, fuck me, Gemma. She might as well have just stripped off there and then. She was ready to fucking jump on him at the reception. Her mum, who she said, like, you know, she's my stepmom sort of thing. Um, she was fucking saying, well, you'll be getting your fucking gear off later, mate. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> no, he's shit. like, you're not you helping, mum. I think he, it was almost like he was on for a fucking, uh, a double fucking bit of action. I think she wanted a bit of that as well. But it was just... It was just really intense, and I just saw it as a bit of joking, a bit of flirting, but I don't think he, he he couldn't handle it, could he, at all? He was like, she needs to tone it down. But Dave, when she said, he's going to be sitting on my face later, I, I'm, I'm going to be sitting on his face, I fucking, me and Sam, we absolutely were rolling. I spat my fucking Prosecco out, proper comedy timing. And then we watched Gogglebox, and it was on Gogglebox, and I love oh. watching all the Gogglebox's reaction. Oh, you got to watch it, Dave. It's fucking I'm going to watch brilliant. that, definitely. It was Friday's episode. It's so good. We were fucking crying. I thought it was the line of the series. But I don't think these are going to make it. I think there's a passion there, and she's obviously very highly uh, sexually charged, but I don't know whether he, he wants that. I don't know, but fucking hell, it was great TV. It was. I mean, at first, when they're going into their backstories and everything, I'm thinking, you know what? These look made for each other. Me too. Me too, yeah. And the fact that she says, you know, she's got very high sex drive and everything, I think that's one thing. I think the the relentless machine gun innuendo is another thing entirely. And I think, you know, again, different people, but I think it's for that reason. I think he's a, a little bit more serious, isn't he? And I think, you know, with the innuendo, I think sometimes less is more. In fact, yeah. no, I always think less is more, like cheeky little uh, suggestion. But like you say, when she's going on about sitting on his face, Chris, <laughs> that wasn't even the worst, I think. It was when she said, she was like, oh, what was it now? Um, something like, you'll have to get used to the smell of fish. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, oh. and she just fucking really said that. And I, I was yes. like, he is not going to like that. No, no way. No, no, fuck it. I was surprised that. that the mum was chipping in as well. But <laughs> but I was like, come on, that is too much. And that, honestly... I think that would put most blokes off, regardless of what happens behind closed doors, right? Being that vocal about it and being so fucking crass, come on, I mean, there's a fucking line there, isn't there? I, I just think that was, that was too much for most blokes, <sighs> and I think he's just going to be, hes it's going to turn him off. Yeah, you know what, Dave, though? To be fair, she's just doing what most men do, isn't she, really? Let's be honest. She's just totally reversing really? it. Well, really? Like, at the fucking wedding. <laughs> they really go, uh, you'll be fucking, you know, I'll be fucking balls deep later, lads, you know? And, <laughs> you know, it's fucking, uh, all right, you, you've done with your speech now. I don't fucking think they do. I don't know, that's well, true. I don't know, maybe they do, but... 
Yeah. Fucking hell. Uh, no, I just, I, I don't know. What an interesting character. And when she got on the bed and he's like, let's, let's just save her our first time. She was like a little kid who got told she couldn't have a lolly from the shop. She's like, <laughs> oh, the shoulders slumped, didn't they? She's like, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can't wait to see what happens next week. <laughs> I, I must admit, I mean, it, it takes me a while to warm up to the new couples, but I do think they, they've placed them quite well, because for different reasons, like we've said about um, Sophie and, what was his name, Jonathan, was it? Jonathan, um, yeah. Yeah, and then Gemma and Matt. I, I think for different reasons, they're going to be good entertainment. So I think they've they've done a good job with the cast in there. Yeah, because what it seemed to be is, They've dropped, like Richie and Lara, there was nothing there. We could see that. They've gone. And, and usually when someone goes, there's a bit of a hangover, isn't there? Especially if they're sort of strong contestants. But PJ and Jess wasn't working. These have come in. I think these are far more interesting. Like you just said, for different yeah. reasons. So I'm, I'm all in. Like when they did it on the Aussie one, when we've watched that first Aussie season, I think it was season eight. And we weren't sure, were we? Because we, we'd not really mm. watched the show from start to finish we'd watch snippets here and there separately nothing to do with the podcast but when then they come in i was a bit unsure like you say about the viking guy and she's like let's stay on another week and all this and he didn't get involved but the last series of maths australia we did there was a couple of couples come in and, and they, they just integrated into the group really well mm. i think these are going to work really really well it's gonna be great tv <laughs> so it's hotting up nicely i think i know a few people have been a bit skeptical over it but i think it's just there i don't it's not at the level of maths australia by any means at the moment but there's enough people in there for that pin to be pulled out of the grenade and it just to go completely off at one of the dinner t- dinner parties so i can't wait yeah. I mean, our 15-minute podcast clearly... <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. take that, don't they? So, yeah. you know, I, I do think there's lots going on. I do think it's got a bit of an edge over last season that we watched in the UK. It, it's going to do well. I, 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 don't, I don't see how it can ever get to the, the heights of the Australian one. They, they just seem to nail the casting. I, I, there's something they're doing there that just makes it the premier show for me. But yeah. uh, no, I'm really enjoying this season. No, it's been good, mate. It's been good. So anyway, you're right. Our 50-minute podcast has become well over an hour, Dave. So uh, it's time to go. So big thank you to everyone who supports us. And we're all back on track now, guys. If you want to email us, cdrealitycast at gmail.com. If you want to follow us on social media, at cdrealitycast, please go to Facebook, Chris and A's Reality TV Cast. We've got members joining there every day. Uh, we're nearly up, well. We're trying to get up, not nearly. We're trying to get up to 400 uh, followers on there. So get over there, guys. And there's loads of links to to maths and the various shows that we cover from all our great listeners. So thank you, guys. Um, if you want to support us a little bit more, get up to patreon.com forward slash CD Reality Cast. Um, big thank you to all our patrons, past and present. We do appreciate you, guys. And today's roll call of honor is Cassie, Megan, Katie, Annabeth. Maggie, I had a bit of a finger there, fogging my throat. Kristen, Zoe, Gillian, Michelle, Keith, Helen, Brianna, Jacqueline, Noreen, Amy, Joanna, Libby, Katie, Dee Dee, Hannah, Priscilla, Susan, Hennessy, Haley, Lauren, Lucky Lulu Green, and Kent Gustafson. So thank you so much, guys, for all your support. We say it every episode, but honestly, we really, really appreciate it. It's so nice your support. And uh, Dave, we are going into another week, and I cannot wait. Now we're back on track. I am 
how the Vegas and New York stuff is out of my system. We are looking at going Vegas next year again, Dave. So I am happy. <laughs> nice. Fucking cannot wait. But we're staying in Vegas only, not New York. We're just doing a full week in Vegas like we usually do. I can't believe I've got the okay. But Samantha is up for it, Dave. And while she's saying it, and I've said it on the get podcast, she can't get it back <laughs> track. So I'm doing everything in my power. But we're going to go, not going to go August, September. The first week of September because it was 45 degrees, Dave, and it was fucking like a bath. So we're going to go in October, I think, next year. Well, there you go. Mm, yeah, it is hot, isn't it? And it's when you're outside. So everywhere's so well uh, air-conned, isn't it? You know, yeah. when you're inside. But uh, if you do need to do go for a bit of a walk, <laughs> you realise it quite quickly, don't you? Out there. But, oh uh, God, yeah, it's brilliant, brilliant. But uh, thank you, mate. Good. Excellent stuff, and. Uh, Let's enjoy the rest of our weekend. Yeah, no, it sounds good. It's great to get caught up, and it's been great to speak to you about this. Like, you natted on, and it seems like we've only just scratched the surface as well. So, can't wait for next week. We're going to have some kind of challenges. We're going to have another dinner party, another grilling, you know, commitment ceremony. So, let's see how that all goes. So, Chris, thank you very much, sir. And thanks to everyone out there for listening, and we'll speak to you next time. Bye.